Okay. Well, hopefully today was a meaningful day, a meaningful day for those that learn Tanya. Today is Chavstalit Tevis, the Histalkus of the Alta Rebbe. And as we said yesterday, we know the power of the passing of a tzaddik from the Alta Rebbe, who says how all of his deeds are shining and Poyal Yeshua's care of Ha'aretz brings salvation to the land. So how much more so was the Alta Rebbe's energy shining and bringing salvation today? And I'm sure still is. The night follows the day if we so choose, and we do, of course. Let's stretch it more and more. And... Um, Especially if you're connected to the Alta Rebbe with the Kesher Knimi, connection on the inside. When you're learning the Torah of the Tzaddik, this is the inner bond. So, a lot, a lot of Kaya to all those that are connected to the Alta Rebbe, are bound up with his Tanya, with his Torah, with his teachings, for sure today. So, the portion of Tanya today, Kostalatevus, in our leap year, is the beginning of chapter 13. At this point, we are ready to begin officially answering questions that we raised in chapter 1. We raised a number of questions in chapter 1. How could it be that the Gemara, who surely knows the Benoni is perfect, and the Alta Rebbe brought seven proofs from the Gemara that the Benoni is perfect, so it's so hard of the Gemara to find the Benoni as Eviz Shoftan. This and this judges, which implies, ah, 50-50. Sometimes he's judged by this one, sometimes he's judged by that one. So the Rebbe now, after 12 chapters of learning, we're going to answer some of our questions. The questions will be answered sporadically. A few in chapter 13, then in chapter 14. As we progress in Tanya, we answer more and more questions. The last question from Parak Aleph, we answer in chapter 28. So now we're beginning. So what do they mean by this? So if we look at the quote, this comes from the Gemara, which is describing the Tzadik, the Benoni, and the Russia. By the Tzadik, it says, Tzadik Yitzhotov Shoftan. By Tzadik, his good inclination judges him. And it gives a quote, Namar Vilibi Chalal Bekirbi. My heart is empty inside of me. It's completely empty of what's normally in the left side of the heart. I don't have any energies in that ventricle, no negativity. My heart is empty. That's a proof that the only judge I have is my neshama, my yitzhak By a Russia, says Rashaim, it's a harashashtan. By the Russia, he's completely ruled by his evil inclination. This is obviously the Russia Viralo that there's this complete evil ruling him, as it says, Nom Pesha Rasha Bekerev Libo. His heart is directing him to sin. That's it. He's a victim of the energies of his heart. And by the Benoni, it says, Zevizeshoftan. This and his judges, which based on the context means, is Yitzhak Yitzhara, or as we would say, Nesham and Nevesha Bahami. And it's a Balsuk. As he will stand to the right of the poor man to save him from the judges of his soul. So the positive about the tzaddik made sense. 
The tzaddik is only judged by his neshama. That's all he has. His negative energy, that side is empty. That's about the Russian made sense. He's being dictated, directed by his heart to sin. But what is this topic about the Benoni? He will stand. He means Hashem. Will stand to the right. Because in the right side of the heart is where the Neshama is. Of the Evion, of the poor man, of the Miskane, of the unfortunate, of the Neshama that's being battled here. The Hoshia Mishofte Nafsho. To save him from the judges of his soul. Meaning. The wording of Rahacham is very precise. The Gemara is not saying a Benoni sins 50% of the time. The same Gemara said in seven different places, Benoni is perfect. Or, I don't want to be misconstrued. This same Gemara we can prove from seven different statements in the Gemara, the perfection of the Benoni. So the Gemara didn't space out on itself. The Gemara knows the Benoni is perfect. So what does it mean, Benoni is ever that Shoftan? So in a Jewish court, unlike in a secular court, where there's enormous power to the soul judge, it's not so in a Jewish court. In a Jewish court, there's never a court of one judge. You have three judges, odd number, to create a vote, to create the concept of hopefully a simple majority, one way or another, to create a verdict. So in a Jewish court, a judge doesn't ask it. A judge doesn't dictate the halacha. The judge voices his opinion. And the other judge will voice his opinion. And the third judge will voice his opinion. And they'll talk it out. And they'll come to a consensus. So that's what the Gemara is saying here. By the tzaddik, he's so perfect. There's only one judge. There's no dissenting voice. By the Russia meaning the Rosh Varalo, he's so immersed in evil, there's only one voice. The Neshama left him, no dissent. And by the Benoni, by the Benoni, there's two voices. Not two rulers, two judges. If the Gemara had said, Benoni, Zevazem, Moishlon, this and this rules them, that would imply that sometimes the Benoni is ruled, controlled, under the power of his Neshama. And sometimes, conversely, has on the opposite. But that's not what it says, because that's not true. Because that opposite situation never happens. So Zed Zed means they're judges, they're voices, they're giving opinions. And yes, in the Bayonne, the Neshama has a strong voice, and so does the Neshama And they fight it out, so to speak. They keep giving their opinion, they keep giving their opinion, and you know what, then they're stuck. Why are they stuck? Because I told you that in a Jewish court, we always make sure there's an odd number. So there always can be a majority decision. But inside every Jew, there's only two voices. And the Shaman and the Shabahami. So there's only two voices, and they're always opposed, as they always are. How is there ever a decision? It's a stalemate. Each and every time, they're going to vote in opposite directions. Whatever the situation is, they're always going to disagree. They're always going to stalemate. So what happens? How do you break the tie? So the author ever says, just like if you imagine a situation where you have two people trying to come to a reconciliation, to a consensus agreement, and they disagree, and they're stuck, and they're deadlocked. So you bring in a third party. You bring in an arbitrator. And the arbitrator is going to listen to both cases, and he's going to say whose side he's leaning toward. And that will create the majority on that side and create the verdict. 
And that's exactly what happens inside the Benoni. His Neshama gives her opinion. His Neshama gives his opinion. And they disagree. And they argue. And they fight it out. And they're stuck. And along comes the arbitrator. Who's the arbitrator? The arbitrator is the Abishter. And the Abishter is the arbitrator when he's coming to see who's right and to choose sides, we understand whose side the Abishter is going to go on. Which is why the Benoni never sins. That's why the Benoni never sins. He never sins because the Abishter always steps in as the arbitrator. The Abishter is the arbitrator always paskins in favor of the Neshama. And that's why the Benoni always wins. And this is the idea that it says that if not for Hashem's help, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, wouldn't make it. He is dependent on the Abishter's help. But Hashem comes through for him every time. And we also, it's not like, well, if you're a Benoni, then Hashem decides to help you. But otherwise, also for us, every single time, Hashem will come through for us if we try, if we exude ourselves then he will respond. And specifically, if we're looking at it in terms of spiritual help, the Rebbe says that the spiritual energies of Hashem will shine on the Neshama to overwhelm the foolishness of the Neshama. Just as we learned last chapter that light dispels darkness, so now if the Neshama is argumented by the light from the Avishter, this will surely dispel the darkness every year to her. That is the time of today. Any questions? Okay. Still have tremendous breakfast at Hafala Tavis for us, for our families, for our communities and situations. Can you see the video?